Hello and welcome to the 365 Talk Social Media Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be doing a review of the May 2021 social media platform updates. So first of all, a shout out to our content creator, Beth, who has created a blog post on our website all about these. But I also thought that it'd be quite interesting to bring this to the podcast as well, because we can chat about the new developments within social media from the past month. Obviously, this is the first podcast of June, so we can look back on May and hopefully just open up the conversation in terms of the different things that social media has brought through and I can just kind of give our two cents on these developments as well because some are really really interesting and give an indication of where certain social media platforms are going some are perhaps not as relevant as others for us in particular but maybe for other industries and also other businesses as well that may listen to our podcast for inspiration and we always talk about being one step ahead of the crowd in terms of being the first to do something to help get you noticed so actually taking part in these new developments could really help your business just kind of get in front of more people typically with social media platforms the more features of them that you use the more their algorithm basically pushes you to the front of people's feeds because it's rewarding you for using their features and this is particularly important for new features so with that all said and done let's dive straight into the first update from may 2021 so recently LinkedIn revealed a new Facebook adjacent boost option which will turn organic page posts into paid ads, making it easier for brands to maximize their reach. With the click of a button and a few payment details, businesses can now easily give their most engaged or time-sensitive content pieces an extra push and can choose to do so from a range of objectives including brand awareness, video views, engagement and website visits. Users can also pick from free desired audience types, profile-based, interest-based and LinkedIn's own audience template. This is massive news for anyone that is a B2B business because at the moment you can do so obviously on Facebook but now they've brought that feature to LinkedIn that is amazing if you use LinkedIn as a primary platform for you and your business. This is not only just important for businesses though this is also really particularly important for employees and I think that When it comes to marketing a business, so say you're doing a hiring drive and things like this where you want people to know more about your business and just gauge interest in kind of getting new talent, having your employees becoming advocates for your business is really important on LinkedIn and this could be a great way to also publish those types of posts where people are really advocating your business and working for you, the culture, whatever it is that you really want people to know about in a really organic way by actually boosting it and I know that sounds kind of a weird thing but for us I know that that is a really great way that we can definitely get more people to know about kind of who we are in terms of 365 and I think that a lot of companies that are coming out of this lockdown looking to actually hire more staff this would be a great option for you but I think generally if you use Facebook advertising quite a lot and you use boosted posts from Facebook as an option doing the same on LinkedIn is also particularly important and will just mean that you can reach so many new people and increase your brand awareness and all of these amazing things that these types of posts do offer so this is amazing news from LinkedIn and I'm so pleased to see it I'm really excited to see how businesses will start using this and I think that the boosted post option on Facebook definitely gauges amazing results in terms of reach and brand awareness so I imagine it would do so on LinkedIn especially if you know your audience really well and you know how to target people specifically I am excited to see how brands in general take on this update. 
Another update that has been really, really big and actually, unfortunately, gained quite a lot of controversy and I think it's important to talk about that and address that. So first of all, it was that pronouns have been introduced for Instagram bios. So to increase inclusivity on the platform and help people express their identities, Instagram has added a new pronouns option on their user profile, which lets people select the pronouns by which they'd like to be referred to, such as she slash her, he slash him, or they slash them. Once chosen settings, the pronouns are then displayed beside the user's name on the profile page. And for me, I think that this is amazing. I saw that it was introduced and I thought this is amazing for inclusivity, as I've kind of mentioned that it means that everyone using the platform can be very, very open in terms of how they want to be referred to in terms of their pronouns. And I've also seen on LinkedIn quite a lot of people beside their name add their pronouns there. So it'd be particularly great to also get this on LinkedIn because it's a person-to-person platform primarily. And I think that that would be great just to have across all social platforms, just so that people that have specific pronouns that may not be as people expect and not having to then correct people if that makes sense it just makes it very very obvious and it just means if everyone is using that feature people that have specific pronouns that they want to be referred to do not feel left out by having to actually put that out i just think that this is amazing in terms of the community and in terms of just people being able to be themselves online i think that unfortunately in a lot of places, things online can be very kind of shallow and not very kind of open-minded sometimes. And so to have these types of features that just adds this inclusivity is just amazing. And I think that I was, you know, I was really happy to see this. I know that it had a lot of amazing press in terms of everyone addressing the fact that this is an amazing thing to add to a social platform but unfortunately and actually most disappointingly I saw a few like business owners on LinkedIn actually complain about it and for me it's just there's no place in 2021 for that type of negativity and also for that type of just hatred you know like there is just no need having pronouns on there means that everyone is equal It means that everyone can be completely honest about how they want to be referred to and there's no unsure, like everyone is sure about how to actually reach certain people and it just makes it very obvious from the go, which is fantastic. But yeah, unfortunately I did see a lot of negativity surrounding this and it's just totally uncalled for. So if you haven't already, definitely add your pronouns to your Instagram profile. The next update is also on Instagram and it's insights for reels and live. This has been a huge request for so many creators online for ages. So for it to finally come, I know has received amazing feedback. So as I mentioned, Instagram announced the arrival of insights for its reels and live tools, allowing users to monitor metrics such as number of plays, accounts reach, likes, comments, peak concurrent views, saves and shares. As the popularity of video content continues to soar, this highly valuable update will provide creators and brands with the data required to understand how their content is performing. We like to see this and I think especially with video content, it is particularly important to understand that feedback because then you can see, oh, okay, right, it's reaching X amount of people and most of those people are watching up until this point. At what point do people start switching off? And it can be really valuable in terms of your creative design and 
ways and like changes you can make to that so that is amazing and I just think that understanding your reach online is so valuable so it's great that Instagram has basically heard what people have requested and have actually done so as well so really pleased to see that definitely think that that should have been a thing before they came out with those tools instead of after but the fact that it's here now we can't complain too much and then the next thing which I think made a lot of marketers happy is full-size Twitter images. <laughs> this has been, I think, the bane of my life for the past five years. Honestly, like, Twitter dimensions on images is so frustrating because it's just not showing things to the best potential, but now we can. So in May, Twitter rolled out its new tweet image display format, meaning full-size images are now shown in the timeline instead of cropping them down to a 16 by 9 aspect ratio. This is great for marketers as important parts of images will no longer get cut off and brands will have more room to catch users' attention and share their message. Just to keep in mind that only images with a 2-1 and 3-4 aspect ratios will display in full. Anything taller or wider than this will still get cropped, but that's so much more basically like real estate for your image to actually capture someone's attention. And I think that that is particularly important where before it was such a weird format, whereas now it's just so much more innovative. And I know personally, as I've been scrolling through Twitter, I've definitely been more enticed by images because brands have actually set that up and seen this as a new opportunity to really like display their creative. And so, yeah, that's amazing. It's available on iOS and Android now. So obviously if you're not seeing that, your app might not be updated, but really, really pleased to see that. And yeah, I definitely have noticed a difference using the platform. And I think that for any kind of businesses that use content agencies, are like this is the perfect opportunity to like step up the game and make sure that your creatives are really capturing people's attention because there's so much more space to play with essentially. Sticking with Twitter, you may or may not have seen that Twitter Spaces is a kind of new feature somewhat recently and it's definitely still in its infancy but on Twitter it's definitely gaining a bit of momentum. However, this Spaces has had an upgrade this month with hosts now being able to schedule a space for later in time or a later date. Anyone who wants to join in and listen can subscribe to a scheduled space in order to receive a reminder notification once the event has started. And I've seen a few um, spaces recently where a few people that I follow have started testing it out and I found it kind of interesting. For me, it's not a feature that I would personally engage with too much because I just don't necessarily use social for I don't know like an audio experience I don't know if that kind of sounds a bit mad but I like things to be super visual and creative online and then if I want an audio experience I put on a podcast or an audiobook and kind of zone out and don't look at my screen um so it might be that that kind of evolves a lot more and like I said it is definitely still in its infancy and so lots more developments will probably come to that but I'd love to know if you as a business owner or as an agency are using spaces and how you're doing that it's just really interesting to see how people do use these new features to really help their products their services or just their ethos reach new people and then the other update there's two more to go through so the next one is from Facebook Newsroom. So in an attempt to reduce the spread of misinformation across its website and app, Facebook has introduced a new information alert which pop up and encourage users to open and read articles before sharing them. The platform is also increasing penalties for users who distribute content that has been flagged as false by its dedicated fact-checking team. 
with a this page has repeatedly shared false information badge appearing when a user tries to interact with a regular culprit. This is really interesting, um, especially with a lot of articles at the moment sharing kind of negativity towards kind of COVID and COVID vaccines and a lot of misinformation that people share in terms of trying to get their point across. Unfortunately, people just make things up and put it in a format that looks somewhat legit. And it just takes a couple of people to start believing that for it to just grow. And so this is a great thing in terms of making sure that facts and things like that are particularly accurate. I think that this would have been great to have had for the American election. I think that that's when you see a lot of spikes in terms of negativity and false information and fake news as Trump calls it. But you know, it's great to see that. And I think that for those especially vulnerable people aren't able to understand if something is true or not. You know, I take for granted the fact that I work in marketing and I can see things for kind of what they are as opposed to what people are trying to visualize them as but for the everyday kind of consumer on social media the differences between real and false information is not as clear so for Facebook to introduce this is definitely a great thing and then the last thing that we want to talk about and that is new in May 2021 is Pinterest idea pins so Pinterest has launched and revamped a more unique version of its previous story pins feature this month called idea pins which the platform has described as a multi-page canvas for your content. The format still looks very similar to the usual stories found across other social media apps, but they don't disappear after 24 hours. And they can come with a details page where creators can add additional annotations such as recipe ingredients or product information. They can also be exported and shared on other platforms. So this is really interesting. Personally for me, I definitely don't use Pinterest as much as I used to. I only ever kind of go on there if I'm looking for like house decor ideas or I use it very casually like on a personal level. Um, but I would again love to hear from anyone that uses Pinterest a lot for business. I know that there are amazing case studies for the platform in terms of getting traffic to websites and if your products are especially visual, I've seen this before with our like clients within weddings, having Pinterest boards has been so amazing in terms of traffic and conversions and interest because their products and their services speak through the photos and so you don't need you know, a lengthy website to sell something. All people need to see is a gorgeous wedding dress at their beautiful venue and you've kind of got the hook already. So it's really great to see that more things like that are developing for Pinterest. Um, but none of my clients at the moment actually use Pinterest. So it's a platform that I don't use as much anymore. But like I said, previously I definitely did and I had a lot more involvement. And I tend to just, when I don't use a platform like at work as much. Personally, I stop using it as much as well. I don't know again if anyone else has that that works within marketing, but I definitely find that because I'm using platforms, I always kind of want to be that like one step ahead. As soon as I stop using something, I almost like just stop. Like, I don't know, that probably makes no sense at all. Um, But yeah, really interesting from Pinterest. I do still love it from like an ideas point of view and if ever I need ideas for you know like an event or something like that I do definitely head over to Pinterest but I don't update like my boards like I used to and I used to be so active on there um, but now I can't actually remember the last time I logged in but yeah, that is basically everything from the May 2021 social media platform updates. Do let us know if you'd like us to do this every month in terms of reflecting on the previous month or if you're just comfortable heading over to our website and reading the blog post that Beth has created on there. 
either is fine. I think that just having kind of content in a multitude of different ways for people to digest it in the way that they find the easiest is just a great option. So I hope that you've enjoyed the podcast and learned something new in terms of what is new online and how you can get one step ahead in terms of your competitors by using these new updates. But with that all said and done, I will see you guys next week for another episode. Bye!